Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. And today's show is a dolo show, meaning it's just me and you. It's a very intimate moment. And, you know, we talk about kingdom culture, real life, and technology. And it's very important that when you do a tech show, you do a show about ministry, that you have some sort of preference to uh, to real life because real life definitely comes into play because we're dealing with human beings. Or should I say people or people of God? You got to drop your chimney and say it. People of God. Before we get into our topic today, if you are watching, I want you to, if you are watching, you should be watching. But if you go to the YouTube channel, you will see a lovely mug, the Church Sound Podcast coffee mug is available and I would like to gift this gift one to someone out there um so if you would go to our Instagram page I'm gonna say I'm gonna do this go to the Instagram page the show the the link to the page is in the show notes the first person that says I want the mug that's all you got to say is I want the mug Somebody from the team will respond and we will get this mug out to you. If you're listening, same thing. Just say, I want the mug. Not the not the mug shot. The mug. So church sound pod or you can church sound podcast mug. If you go to the merch page, there are some t-shirts, um, all kinds of stuff there. Go check it out. So um, like, subscribe, review, and say all the cool things that I'm supposed to say when I'm doing a podcast uh, to my producers. And so today's topic is a very one near and dear to my heart, something I struggle with. So I like to keep it 100 or are we saying a hood, one thou wow, a, a buck with you. And it is called the reason to say yes. A lot of times we get pulled into scenarios where People have un <laughs> unlandish crazy requests or last minute requests or um just something that that we deem is not feasible. So I'm gonna start this out with scripture so this kind of, we can kind of have a basic, a basis of where to start from. So Matthew 18 and 19. Okay, Matthew 18 and 19. Jesus taught about the enormous power that exists when believers get in agreement with each other. He said, if two of you shall agree on earth as in touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done unto them of my father, which is in heaven. So this speaks to the spirit of agreement or to agree to do something. As all I've always said, there are three um, departments, when it comes to your church, you have your media media ministry. You have your your music ministry. I'm, I'm going to tie in music with with um 
with with drama, with anything with with um talent on stage. Um drama, dancing, and then we have the the pastoral, anyone who is speaking from the pulpit, whether they are preaching, teaching, doing announcements, um doing special requests, anything with speaking, these are the three departments that we work with. It is very important to all of these departments to be in tune with each other to have a successful Sunday morning service. That's what we shoot for every Sunday as, as parishioners, as tech people, as music people, as pastors and leaders. It is very important to understand or try to understand each department's challenges and it's people because inside of the challenges, there are people attached to it. So this is something that I, I struggle with. Um, cause I really hate last minute requests. I can't stand last minute requests, but it is a part of the, 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 the ministry that I'm in, I have to acquiesce. I have to find a reason to say yes. So let's kind of break down what happens in the media ministry every, every single moment. It's called troubleshooting. So troubleshooting, initially, you look for common causes that could, you know, I say, best way to say it, you, you look for Things to go that go wrong constantly. Things will always go wrong. When you're doing media, nothing is perfect. Perfect. For instance, if someone is singing in microphone two and that person say is hoarse that day, they don't they don't sound the same. You have to troubleshoot. If the signal from say the bass guitar is a little hot and you don't understand why, and all of a sudden it just happened, you have to troubleshoot. Um, if someone needs an extra microphone and you have to find one, fish one out, get a signal, get it to the stage, that's called troubleshooting. So we are constantly troubleshooting. If, for example, um, if someone's, um, has a laptop on stage and you say, okay, um, it won't turn on and you ask, well, did you turn it on? Is there, is there, do you have enough juice in your, in your laptop? Those are like common um, issue. So with troubleshooting, what we do is we work backwards. We, f- we try to find the most common thing. For instance, the power, that's the common thing. Okay. The power is on. Okay. What's plugged into, what's plugged into the laptop? Um, are you going quarter inch out? Do you have an interface? Um, what's the input on, on the box on stage? Are we, how are we, how are we getting your signal? Is it audio and video or just audio? So these are all troubleshooting mechanisms that we use to solve a problem. The also the other thing is priority. For instance, if someone comes to me and I'm say I'm mixing in front of house and it comes to me and say, "Hey, listen, um, the pastor's mic. Someone didn't change the battery. I need fresh batteries. He's about to go up in about five minutes." And then someone else arrives and says, "Hey, listen, we can't hear anything in the hallway." The priority is one. I gotta get 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 pastor's microphone straight. That's the first thing, and then. Second would be the hallway. Now, the person who wants this in the hallway, he 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 believes he or she believes that they are the priority at the moment. But at the priority at the moment, you have to assess the 
overall needs as opposed to the individual needs. So then how do you communicate to that person? Do, do, do you say, wait, because I have to blah, 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 and then I'll get to you. No, you just say, give me a moment. Give me, give me one moment. I'll be right back. Or you say, okay, I hear you. Um, just give me a sec. Just give me one second. Can you give me two minutes? Can you give me two minutes? Okay, fine. So you're, we're constantly shifting and moving and shifting and moving and shifting and moving. So what, what happens is you have to be able to communicate what's doable and what's not doable. Or if it's, if it's something you just don't want to do. See, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. I really don't want to do this. I'm really not feeling you. I really don't like your tone. I'm really not going to do this because I'm not like, I don't like how you're talking to me. So when I say the reason to say yes, it's an internal thing that you have to assess for yourself. That's one thing. The second thing is you have to assess the actual request. You have to assess the actual request and see, okay, is it doable? Can it be done? What do I need to get it done? You have to do this all in split seconds now, right? It's because this, this is where it happens. It happens in split seconds. It doesn't happen. It, it, it doesn't happen when everything's calm and quiet. And you hear birds in the background and bees buzzing and the soft wind is blowing. No, this happens in pressure. So when I say these things, these are, these are, these are, these are the self-assessment parts, portions of it, right? The other portion of it, if the answer is, I really, we, we can't do that, then you have to be able to explain that in a way that does not offend, um, that you're really coming with the spirit of concern. And because I'm a very serious person, I have to put the face on to be able to do that because I'm a matter of fact type of guy. I'm a, I'm a, a zero tolerance, I'm not hearing it type of guy. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is doing. When we got to change, I have to fix my face. I have to fix my face. And, and what I've learned to do is I know how, I know that feeling I get when I'm not hearing it. So I have to say to myself, is it doable? Is it not doable? If it's not doable, how do I, how do I communicate to this person that it's not doable at this moment and give them a reason so they don't walk away scarred, hurt, offended, all, all the above because of my attitude. So I'm talking to myself too, because this is, this is what I struggle with. So I'm not, I know I am not alone. I'm not alone. You know what this is called? This is called the spirit of service. The spirit of service, opening your hearts and minds to the needs of others. Having an attitude of humility, being motivated by something bigger than yourself. This is the spirit of service. So if someone came to me with something that I, that I know could not happen, 
I know physically that it can't happen. I know equipment wise, it cannot happen. I have to be able to explain this to them in a way that they can understand. And at the same time, um, kind of let them down gently in a very short moment. Because if you're in the middle of the day, meaning that you're mixed in front of house or whatever you're doing, I'm a tech director. So I have to deal with video, live stream, um, pro presenter, audio, live stream mix, front of house mix, all these things I have to deal with. The screens in the hallway, screens here, you know, feed to the atrium. These are the, all the things that I have to deal with at the same time. So um, I try to minimize um, my stress level by preparation, if, if you get what I'm saying. So I ran into a scenario where I, I had a little bit more time. I would probably say something like, hey, listen, okay, so what you're wanting, what you, what you desire to do right now is not possible. And these are the reasons why. These are the reasons why it's not possible. I'm sorry. Um, I can't acquiesce to this request, but at this very moment, it is not possible. If it is possible, I would probably say, listen, this is possible. Just give me a moment. Let me see what I can do. Um, I'm not going to promise that this is going to happen, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best effort to see if I can make this happen. Um, and that's exactly what I would do. I, my brain would start working about how, what, why, who, all the things that I need to be able to turn it, to turn it into a successful request. So that's what I mean by the reason to say yes. The reason to say yes. So how do you deal? So this is a question now that I get. How do you deal with the cantankerous person? You kill him with kindness. You just, you just kill him with kindness. I know in my past, I have not killed anybody with kindness. I got to pull out shotgun and say, blah. <laughs> Let me shoot you from the other side. Um, this is, this is my struggle. This is my struggle. So when I get up to, to, to go serve anywhere, I, my prayer is, my, 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 my first pastor told me this. He was like, he said, listen, let, let them see Christ in you. Let your look be um, appealing. Let your eyes be soft so that you're approachable. Because as a New Yorker, those of my, those of my brethren and sistering from New York or from the inner city period in Chicago, Detroit, LA, New York, anywhere there's a metropolitan area, you automatically are in protection mode because you're surrounded by more people than you are in other surrounding states, right? You automatically don't talk to people. You can get on the train and be surrounded by thousands of people to and fro, and you won't even say good morning to no one. Because that is, that's common. In the South, where I live now, it is very uncommon for people not to speak to you. People will speak to you. People will say good morning. They will say, hi, how you doing? I was not used to that. And it's the same thing in church where you're a New Yorker or you're from the inner city. I can't say, I would say you're from the metropolitan area where you're not used to, your dialogue isn't, your daily dialogue does, does not include that. 
You know what I mean? Your daily dialogue does not include that. So how do you deal with that? I personally have to become cognizant of of what I'm doing and what I'm saying and how people perceive me. I had a conversation with a with a with a, with a colleague and it said people perceive that you're not a nice person. But I know that you are one of the kindest people. You're like the gentle giant. Like I'm a not a little guy. So people don't know that about you because you're not approachable. The reason why you're not approachable because I'm I have a serious face. I had a, I had an older older lady approach. She said to me, she said, I wasn't going to speak to you because you look so mean. I have to be cognizant of, of how I look at people and just go out my way to say, hey, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Even though I don't want to because I just don't. And then, <laughs> this I'm like on my own couch today. I'm literally on my own couch today. So I say all I have to say this, take a self self-assessment of yourself. How does this, this, when I get into this, this type of scenario, how does that make me feel? How does my face look? And the reason I'm going to say this is because I remember back in the day when I first, I first started being photographed, not as a model or anything, but just period professionally. And my former partner said to me, he said, you have to know what your face looks like. You have to know what your face feels like. This is what I mean. How does your face feel when you smile? Full smile, small smile, smirk, grin. Look in the mirror and see how your face feels with these different displays of emotion, anger, pissed off, whatever, whatever it is. How does my face look when I smile? How many, do you see all my teeth? Do you see three of them? Do you see a smirk? Like, what does that look like? So that when you do it, you know what it feels like, even though inside it's not the actual emotion that you're trying to display. You're trying to say, let me put this up so they don't see how I really feel until my heart gets there. Let me put this up so this way this person is not offended. So when you have been caught into liberty, you can use liberty for the occasion to the flesh by the love to serve one another. For all the law is, is fulfilled in one word. Even in this shalt thou love thy neighbor as thyself. Key word is love. The key word is love. Find a reason to say yes. Find a reason to say yes. And if it's no, it's no. But find a way to describe the no in a successful manner so that people walk away empowered, engaged with a reason um, that they understand the request. Um, and what I like to do, I pick things that are obvious. So for instance, if someone said to me, I want this, I want X, Y, Z. And I would say, well, listen, the reason why I can't do this is da, 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 da. say they don't understand that. I said, okay, so let me explain it this way. If I had blue paint and I want to paint my car red 
And if I took the blue paint and I painted the car, just painted the car with the car be red, no matter how many times I said, you know, I want this car to be red, I have blue paint. Will it be blue? Will it be red? It was like, no, it will be blue. It's the same thing. If we, if this, this action does not cause this reaction because you want, like I've, I've mentioned many times about how a friend of mine, pastor wanted a two camera angle, but had one camera, didn't understand why he needed two cameras for the life of me. I do not understand (laughs) for the life of me. I do not understand how that was not a normal scenario that someone would clearly understand. But I digress. They don't have to understand, but you have to be able to explain it to them so that they do understand. And all that getting, get understanding, but you want, you want to be understood and you want them to be, and you want to understand them. You have to explain it in a way that the lights come on. I'll give you another example of explaining um, with example. Um, a lot of you know, I was the pro audio trainer for B&H Photo for about eight, nine years. I taught their staff audio. I taught, I worked with manufacturers. I did trainings and I did sales training as well. As well. And a common question we would run into is like a customer would come in and want a microphone that, you can, that they can use from a distance. Well, as a professional, you would say, well, listen, what camera, what camera are you using? Okay, cool. We see what kind of input it says. Is it has an eighth inch? It has an XLR input. You got to find out what your input is. So I would suggest you get a wireless microphone. I said, no, I just want to put the microphone on top of the camera and I want to be able to pick up someone 30 feet away. So, well, that's physically not possible. I said, why is it not possible? I don't understand. I see people do it all the time. I've watched videos and the person has the, cam- has the microphone on the camera and you can hear them clearly 30 feet away. When I realized that none of everything I'm saying is not making sense, what I would do is slowly walk away from the customer. Just slowly, not abruptly. Just slowly just kind of back up and back up and never change my tone. Never change my volume, but I'm talking to them and I'm slowly walking away. Usually when I get about 10 feet, they would say, I can't hear you. And I would stop and say, you're the microphone. And they would go, oh, right. The microphone needs to be close to the source. So that's why why I suggested a wireless microphone because you could take the receiver, plug it directly into your camera and put the transmitter on your talent. This way it sounds close. Or if you have a boom operator, that boom operator is normally off camera, off out of frame with a microphone over the talent. So the microphone is close to the talent. The closer you are to the source, the cleaner your signal will be. That is an illustration of explaining something something in common terms so that the person that you're explaining it to can now, the lights can come on. And once the lights can come on, you can now have a conversation about a solution. Get it? So, let's, let's, let's go back. The reason to say Yes. If it's no, 
Find a reason to find a way to explain it in a way that you're not offending someone real quick, real fast. Watch your face, watch your eyes, watch your mannerism, watch your body language. All of those things transfer energy um, that won't be receptive. Are you going to run into the times where it's not going to make a difference? You're right. You're going to run into times when it's not going to make a difference. But the thing is, you tried. You made an effort. You did it. Right? So, let's end it like this. You, this week, personally, do a self-assessment on yourself and, and to minimize your issues, make sure you prepare well for Sunday. Prepare well. Make sure that you... Take out all the stops. You communicate it any way you need to communicate. You got everything you needed to get done. You got done. But you've done everything under your part so that you're prepared. And then, so when these little, little incidences arise, you're able to troubleshoot or your team that you prepared are able to troubleshoot without a hiccup. Right? I'm going to say, like I always say, keep God first in everything you do. And I'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast.